Hello, and welcome to episode 57 of the I'm now going to call it Interruption Cast, because that ding that you heard during the intro was actually Sam replying to what I said on our Facebook Messenger. I am your host, Brandon Nichols. Sam is not here because he's on his second week of vacation. Poor guy. Joining me, though, uh, past guest, Jeff Hare. Jeff, how are you doing? I am good. Good. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing okay. I didn't mean the as the start of this has not gone as planned so far twice. So I, <laughs> I played the wrong intro music when we went to go start recording, and then Jeff happened to message or Sam message, which I think is funny because I was trying to get help on. I was trying to see if anybody could hop on to uh, Xbox chat, and because I've actually figured out a way to record just the chat with all of my setup and. Everybody knows, everybody in this group knows Sam's out of town, and he just said, I cannot. And I wanted, I'm like, well, no shit, Sam. Everybody knows <laughs> you, you can't do this at the moment. Sam, or Jeff, uh, see, and then I screwed up the intro music, and now I keep calling you Sam. How? One of those nights, huh? It, it is it's one of those nights, and I've already had to deal with a meltdown with a child, and it's just, uh. So I want to, I want to do this. Jeff, you haven't been on in a while. Um, so mm-hmm. I have, I have an important question for you. It's a, way we normally start the show what what have you been playing so um i have been playing always feels like i'm i'm playing too many games but the main (laughs) ones i'm focusing on the main ones i'm focusing on at the moment um resident evil village is probably the main one are you liking Um, it oh i love it i have um I have beaten it. I'm actually on my third playthrough now. Oh, I'm wow. Going, I'm trying, I'm trying to do, uh, I'm going to try and get the platinum on it. Ooh, so, really? Did um, not, did you, did you play and or platinum the uh, seven? I did play the seventh. I played it on Xbox game pass first though. So I didn't platinum it, but now that it is available, um, via like the PS collection on PS five. Right. Um, I do think I will go back and platinum that one as well. And I love resident evil seven. I wish well, I wish Microsoft so. had a platinum equivalent. It's just I know just like one more. The, it's just really we just need one more uh, achievement that says you got them all. That's really all it is with a higher yeah. point count. Yeah, because like I don't even know what to say. Like I got an achievement, I guess is what you say when one of them pops and stuff. like it's just right. it's, it feels so much. It's so stupid, but it feels so much more rewarding to say I got a trophy, right? And I got the platinum trophy as opposed to I one hundred percent completed well, the game. Well, like, a, it a, just it feels different. According it's to silly so, and it's according to society, us millennials, must millennials need our trophies. So there you, you know, go. That, that must be it. <laughs> so so sorry, village and what else? Um, and then I I, I picked up uh, Game Builder Garage just this, just last week. And that is actually really cool. It's what is that one? Uh, Switch. Switch. I was going to say it sounds like a Switch your, game. It's one where you make. It's basically like a, a pared down version of Dreams for Switch. Oh, okay. And it's uh, it's really cool. They've got these um, tutorials. You create like as kind of the, the overarching tor- tutorial. You have a, like seven different mini games that you create from start to finish, and they all show you different components of how you know, different things that you can do to create your own games. And, um, it's really fun. They've got like the little, like they have these little things that do certain, like, okay, you want your, you want to create a person. Well, they have something you can create a person and it's called a, a node on. And then you, in order to make things work in the game world, you connect one node on to the other. And it's a really satisfying little experience. And then when you kind of zoom out, you can see this huge game, you know, it's all just, 
it's not code, but it's all these boxes and lines and it's all, everything's going everywhere and mm. it looks kind of cool, but, uh, it's been really fun. And then, um, I've been playing Madden, of course, our Madden league. Right. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Oh, I got, uh, I picked up judgment for PS five. Judgment. That sounds familiar. And that's the, uh, the Yakuza series. It's like oh, a spinoff. Okay. Okay. The, um, cause I got Yakuza like a dragon a while ago and I haven't finished it yet, but I've, um, I've put some time into that. And then, um, I saw the trailer for lost judgment, which is a sequel to judgment coming out in September. And I was like, man, this looks really cool. So then I went back and looked at judgment and I was like, well, this looks cool too. So I might as well get this one. Cause it had just come out for PS five at the time with the remastered graphics and everything. Right. Um, so that's, uh, that's been, um, that's been fun. And then kind of the like non story based games that I've been into, obviously I talked about Madden, been playing a lot of FIFA and then, uh, got back into Mario tennis. I've been really into Mario tennis lately. Are you excited and for uh, Mario golf? Blast. Oh yeah. I already had already pre-ordered already pre-ordered it. Oh yeah. We are excited about it. We, um, the, our, our gaming group uh, a couple weeks ago, I think we were joking about, we should all just get Mario golf. And I have, Sam and I have talked about we have this weird, strange addiction to golf games. I have always had one, but I guess he's always yeah, liked Mario Golf or those like Hot Shots Golf on, from the old PlayStation. Oh, I loved Hot Shots Golf for PlayStation. I played that so Did, much. You know, have you ever played? I, play, I ask everybody this when they say that. Have you played Everybody Loves Golf? No, you've told me about it. Yes. And you've told me I should look into it. And I just, I think I was like waiting for a sale. I never seemed to catch it at the right time or whatever. But especially once I, once I learned about Mario Golf coming out, I was like, well. That's the golf game I'm getting. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and Steve, who's a mutual friend of ours, Steve, he's already yep. he's getting it as well. So oh, so he's getting Mario uh, Golf too. Mm. Oh yeah. See, this just is destined to become something that we need to all get and play together. And oh yeah. Um, I I have been playing the same three things that I've been playing. I've been playing uh, MLB The Show. I've been playing mm-hmm. uh, Sackboy Big Adventure, which I'm loving, by the way. Um, oh, you picked that up? I got that. That was one of my first PlayStation games. Yeah, and I, I, I thought you had told me you got it and you've platinumed it. And um, not quite. I, oh, you it have is it on my list of platinum, but because it, it's, uh, it takes a bit of work. Oh, it, it, it sure does. Once I uh, started <laughs> ma- started doing things, I was like, I think I should platinum this. And when I started going through, I'm like, hmm, this is gonna get annoying. Not like it's not. It does. It's not overly difficult. Just yeah, just tedious. Time tedious right and luckily i have um austin loves the game as well so Mm -hmm. he's uh he's gotten to where this like he's i think further than me in the game now but he so he he goes hey i need your help with two player and then i'm like hey i need your help with two player so we've been going through (laughs) getting everything we need together so i think between the two of us we'll probably platinum it together which i think it would be his first or second platinum so i think he'll be excited about that that's awesome um and then I think I I've played the first hour of ratchet and clank and that's it because I'm wanting to do a let's play series on it. Um, but that's really the only three things that I, I haven't even, I haven't touched animal crossing in forever. I've touched, I was addicted for to cozy grow for a while. I haven't played that. I think just my work schedule, work life schedule has is pretty much, I need to detox and relax and there's no big, big named first, um, 
I'm not for, for a single player campaign type game that I'm really wanting to dive into. Now you said you a couple of months have seemed kind of light on that with the outside, with the exception of resident evil. Right. You know, there really has been any huge ones. So, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but this Friday night, and is, I'm glad you brought up resident evil. Um, this Friday night, I'm starting a streaming series on Twitch where I play scary games late at night. So okay. it's starting 10 PM this Friday night, central standard time. I'm going to start with resident evil seven. I've played, oh. I've played a chunk of resident evil seven, but I have never completed it. So the, the premise is I'm going to hop on switch. I'll stream it live and I'm going to turn okay. off all the lights in my basement while all my family's asleep. And I'm going to play through resident evil seven every Friday night. Nice. I'll play for two or three hours. And then once resident evil seven's done, I'm going to do resident evil eight. So I'm going to back to back resident evils and I'm going to take suggestions on any other type of horror based, scary type game. I even was thinking of doing the Friday night at Freddy's things just because it's funny as as childish as that game is. I watched a YouTube video with my son one day and I started thinking, I'd imagine this scare the shit out of somebody if it was like late at night in there because it's all jump scares. So I'm like, Hmm. So I was thinking I might add that to it. So, I'll be, well, I'll be got, starting alien seven. isolation. Well, that's, and that's another one, alien isolation. And I kind of wanted to go back and play dead space and dead like, space is good. even though I've played it, well, you've got the, the RE2 and RE3 remakes. True. True. And, um, I just, but I was the, but the problem I guess with like the RE, RE remakes are is the, um, I'm kind of wanting to play more games I haven't played before. So it's like, yeah. I, I know some things are coming. But I, I so I kind of want a little bit of an element of surprise here. Fair enough, fair enough. So, um, but no, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to pitch that on the thing. But let everybody know that this Friday night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. That'll be fun, and I love. I like like as much as I like Resident Evil Village. I think I like RE7 even more. Uh, well, that's like, kind of what got me back. Go ahead. I was just, that's kind of what got me back into the Resident Evil thing because I way back with uh, when the original RE2 came out. You know, I got that for PlayStation. So yeah. was that like ninety eight? The, the no, double, the double disc. Ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I loved that, but then kind of fell off the series, and then kind of got back into it with uh, RE two remake. Um, didn't end up picking up RE three remake, but then I was like, I'm gonna jump into RE seven, see what that's all about, and just fell in love all over again. Yeah. And so now. Not only am I going to try and platinum RE7 and 8, but I actually, they just recently had a sale. And so I bought 4, 5, and 6 because they had the remastered <laughs> or you no know, versions of those. So I bought those. I'm going to try and platinum those. I don't think 4 has platinum, but 5 and 6 do. So I'm going to try and platinum those as well. Man, it's, I'm, I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to it because I, I kind of I like the, as much as I'm like, oh, I don't like that because, like, like I said, I've played a good chunk of 7, like, when basically from the moment that chick goes nuts at the beginning of the, the game and I'm like, yeah, every little slight movement. I'm like, mm. I remember Austin was actually playing or watching me play. And, um, when you, the first time you have to go up the stairs in that house, at oh, the beginning, yeah. I was like, Mm-mm. no, I, uh, no. I'm, I don't want to do this. Not at all. <laughs> and Austin's like, yeah, Austin's like, do you have to? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I do. And he goes, ugh. And he kind of like grabbed the pillow, like I don't want to watch this, but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> um, yes, yes, and I, seven. I think seven is, is scarier than eight. Yeah, it, so, it, eight is a little bit more action oriented. Well, see, that's what I was. It kind of made it sound like eight was a little more intense, like in just not like scary intense, but like 
suspenseful and action or like you said, action or orientated and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I'm not going to, I've got a, a canned audio I'm going to play that you've never heard before. This is my so, okay. uh, social media pin, pimp to get people to listen. So let me know what you think of this afterwards. Ready? Okay. This is your weekly reminder that you can find the Untitled BS Podcast wherever podcasts are distributed. And always rate, share, and hit that subscribe button. This is how the algorithms on the internet know to help move us up in the search functions. If you have a question or suggestion for the show, email us at untitledbs at psainc.com. That's P-S-A-I-N-K dot com. You can find Sam on Twitter at Sam M. Spangler. Find me pretty much anywhere on social media at PSA Press. I didn't want to have to read something like that or try to remember to say something like that every goddamn episode. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to record this. No, that's good. I, like I, was like, I was like, the only problem is I, I've never, except for that moment, been able to just hit the button and hit play because I've always had this audio. It's becoming a running joke now anytime we record an episode because when I entered, introed the show, I turned down the intro music and I always forget to put the volume back up when the intro music stops playing. And it always stays down. I'm like, and then I hit the button and there's awkward silence. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. Hold on again. And you, undoubtedly everybody laughs at me. Sam. Uh, see, I said, Sam, I have been a habit. I record. I see Sam <laughs> every week. I am so sorry. This will be the last time I say Sam's name. Jeff. You're fine. It's a good thing we're not married because that would have been a bigger issue. Oh, geez. <laughs> The, I would not. Be, you'd be sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> well, you know, you know, my my wife and my oldest rearranged my entire basement today, and oh, really? literally, our we have, we have a couch down here that has a bed in it that's typically on the complete other side of my basement, but now it's right behind me. So I like, I guess I could. I was kind of thinking a little bit ago. I'm wondering how much I can stretch all this crap over to the couch and just lay down on the couch and record a podcast. <laughs> there you go, um, Jeff. E3 has wrapped. Yes, it's it has. it's been um, it's our first E3 in two years because COVID, as shitty as that is, it was a different E3. It was all digital, which I don't entirely hate, and I think they're talking about doing some kind of weird combination next year. As a whole, what did you think of the way E3 was handled this year? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of the way things were trending towards anyway. Because, like, outside of crowd reactions to reveals and stuff, I mean, all of it's pretty canned anyway. You know, I mean, they already have the, um, like, occasionally you would get, or not occasionally, but you, you would get the, um, the question and answer session usually kind of after the big presentation. Right. But they still are able to kind of have those anyway. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think a mix of the two would be pretty good. Like, I think it's... It'd be, it'd be nice for the, the developers and stuff. They can get there and they can kind of network and talk to each other and that kind of a thing. But, you know, then for us, I mean, being there at E3 is probably not, you know. Feasible. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and not even like, because you can't do everything anyway. Right. So if you can, you know, you find your way to to one particular show and you hope they have a big reveal, that's going to be awesome. But then if they don't, it's like, well, you know, that was fun, I guess. Yeah. As you and I are both comic book convention veterans in terms of locally, I've been to San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> it's just, it's easy when you've gone to these comic book conventions to see there's a lot to do. Even though it's spread over multiple days, there's a lot to do. And you're just probably not going to see everything 
and you just need to pick and choose because you like panels are usually like the hard thing to man what do i want to sit through what do i want to actually watch what do i want to you know try and interact with and and i imagine on such a larger scale that is e3 it's even worse oh i'm sure um so instead of getting like i don't want to i made a list of all the big highlight points of all the of what i'm calling the major um events over the last three days uh we're gonna talk about game fest capcom square enix nintendo ubisoft and microsoft in that order i kind of put them in order of what i thought was most important but you know and successfulness i think honestly mm-hmm. um so I'll, we'll talk about some highlights, and uh, Jeff and I will sit here and talk a little bit about uh, how some our opinions on some of the um, announcements. We're going to kick off with Game Fest, though, because Game Fest kicked off the whole thing. Technically, Battlefield kicked off, kicked off the whole thing with something that actually annoyed the shit out of me. Uh, Wednesday, okay. they, they kept pimping Wednesday morning. They were going to reveal the mm-hmm. trailer oh, for wow. Battlefield. Keep talking about this. And, yeah. and so then... This time, and you go to this time, and then boom, it's a countdown for an hour. And I'm like, you bastards. I hate, I hate you so much. Like, I rearranged. Yeah, you about that. I was like, that is lame. I, so here's, here's what I did. I swear to God. I rearranged my entire work morning so that when that started, I had a good 10 to 15 minutes that I could chill out and walk, stare at my phone and not have to worry about anything. So when that when that went and it went to a countdown of in an hour, I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, I hate you. Oh, sure. So then so then we get a CGI trailer that was kind of like didn't really tell you anything other than was like a lot of what just looked to be po- like these are the amazing things we are going to try to pull off. And I was a little underwhelmed by the CGI trailer. Did you so did you actually get to see the CGI trailer they released? I did not. No, I okay. kind of I am not Battlefield interested at all really. gotcha. so i i was so they didn't re- but they didn't really they didn't release anything it was just a cgi trailer so i i started wednesday very disappointed but thursday came and game fist game fest started off in the morning and that kind of got me a little more hyped for the entirety of e3 um game fest the big announcement death stranding is coming to playstation 5 amazon games will be releasing their first big game in mmo later this year um jeff goldblum introduced Jurassic World Evolution 2. Deviation Games from the developers of Call of Duty Black Ops and Zombies, the two guys that kind of spearheaded those for um, Treyarch, uh, have started their new gaming company uh, called Deviation Games, and they're partnering, and they announced they're partnering with PlayStation, and there was even an article today that said they've already been working together for an entire year. So I thought that was interesting. And then the other big announcement... Well, second, I forgot. I just realized I didn't put something on the list. Uh, Vampire Masquerade, Blood Hunt. The biggest announcement being there was finally something for Elden Ring. And I think that was the the big thing. What was what was your take on the Elden Ring reveal, finally? Um, I thought the Elden Ring reveal was was pretty awesome. I mean, as, I as, as a Souls think, fan. Yes. Bloodborne is my favorite game of all time. And I... Elden Ring, I've, I've kind of reserved my expectations because I, I was like, they're, they're really pushing this George R. R. Martin thing and it's going to be different than, you know, this biggest thing they've ever done, et cetera, et cetera. You know, what does that even mean for FromSoft? You know, what does FromSoft think of an open world game, et cetera? So, um, but I thought it looked awesome. You have a mount 
right. a, and a mount <laughs> a, and a and a FromSoft game. That's crazy. And apparently, you can jump too. They there was a um, Hidetake Miyazaki, who uh, Hidetake Miyazaki, who is the um, uh, main uh, guy there at FromSoft. He directed Bloodborne and Dark Souls games and everything. And he had an interview that dropped like right after that reveal, and he talked about that you can do jumping as well, um, which is just beyond bizarre and from soft <laughs> games. So it'll be crazy. I guess not super because you could do it in Sekiro. Um, but uh, so it seems like this is really the culmination of everything they've been doing. Like just from that trailer alone, you saw a little bit of Dark Souls influence. You saw a little bit of Bloodborne influence. You saw a little bit of Sekiro influence. Like there's a lot of of stuff they got going on plus, you know, even more thrown into the mix. So yeah, I uh, as I'm pumped. I think it's gonna be awesome. As a casual enjoyer of Souls like games, I am just super excited for a lot of just the fantasy elements that they are putting into this. And uh, <laughs> that's funny that they can jump the mount thing. I was like, man, I don't know how you're gonna do that in a Souls like, but I'm I'm intrigued. Um, I find it. I just find it. I am a little worried with the the George R. R. Martin pushing thing. Like, I don't want it to be a thing that he had so much influence that it kind of killed what they would normally try to do with storytelling. Because, I mean, a Martin so, a Martin book is basically a Souls-like, I guess, really. But, like, right. I don't want... Like, they, they have their own method to their madness. And I don't want him to maybe influence it too much. Yeah, and I think... Um, then they actually... they He detailed Miyazaki talked about that in the interview and he actually kind of detailed what George R. R. Martin did. And it was essentially like, you know, some character work on some of the, the adjacent characters in the game. Um, he did a lot of lore stuff created the essential, like kind of backdrop for the world itself. And then a lot of the lore for, cause from soft games, you know, they always have the lore of the weapons and the items and all that kind of stuff. And you piece together the story from all those details. Um, so that's, from from what I got today, that was kind of the more um, the uh, influence he had. And then I guess the way they designed this game was different from most and that they took those elements and then designed the game to those hmm. as opposed to what they normally, or I guess I should say they designed the mechanics of the game to those elements, which is opposed to what they normally do where they determine like a set of mechanics that they want and then they kind of fit the game around that. Gotcha. So, um, which I thought was interesting. And another big part of that announcement that has gotten some mixed reaction, the game will be releasing on both last gen and current gen, um, which I think a lot of, for some reason there was some backlash, but oh, they put all this time. It should be on, you know, next gen only. I, they've been working on it so long. They probably didn't even have any kind of next gen hardware. They needed to get right. started on it and they probably just, Let's just go, and then we can up, update it from there, which really isn't a problem. Um, I have two more big things from Game, Game, Game Fest that I need your take on. As someone who okay. platinumed Death Stranding, how do you feel about the PS5 director's cut? Oh, man, I'm so pumped. I'm, like, I was hoping that they would do uh, just like a, you know updated, maybe 60 FPS type um, update for it, and got that and now they're adding more content as well right which seems which is crazy but i I cannot wait it's made me excited that i haven't finished it yet (laughs) so i'm like oh 
Well, it's got to be the director's cut on PlayStation 5. That's got to be the way I have to play it because I'm, I'm, I'm also trying to sure. wrap my head around the possibilities of the DualSense integration with the way that game is played, especially when you're like slodging and trying to get away from the bad guys, I'll just oh, say, yeah. and stuff like that. So not to mention the, uh, the swaying when you get too much weight going on your backpack. Like, yeah, I wonder how that'll play into the way oh, the controller man, I didn't even is. think about that. Because, <laughs> yeah, like if you start if you start growing, uh, you know, start leaning to the left or right, if one of those triggers starts to like put more resistance, oh, man, that'll be so cool if that's what they do. Oh, man. Well, see there. I helped you get a little more excited for it. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then I think if correct me if I'm wrong, you love Jurassic World Evolution, didn't you? I did. And you love Jeff Goldblum, don't you? Of course. Who doesn't? I, oh, I know. He's just so quirky. I, I can't always wrap my head around him. How, how, what's your outlook? What do you think is going to be? How do you think the uh, second iteration is going to be? Um, I think it'll be fun. Like, I was, I was super excited for a minute there because I thought maybe they were going to be introducing um, like an action game or something for Jurassic Park. But um, Jurassic, you know, Evolution 2 is still going to be, be good. But um, I'll have to see more because they didn't really show any gameplay or anything. So, I mean, I'll, it'll be something that I'll probably pick up because it's Jurassic Park, right. Jurassic World. But um, I'm, I'm tepidly excited at the moment. Right. <laughs> I, was, I jokingly said to a buddy of mine um, when they first like, talked about him being on there, I was like, oh, great, they're going to announce him as DLC for Cyberpunk. To go with oh god, <laughs> um, to go with Keanu Reeves, uh, Capcom really didn't get a whole lot from Capcom. The three high points for me were they they hint, they talked a little bit more about Monster Hunter Rise and Stories Two and DLC for Rise, and Stories Two isn't out yet, is it? Comes out in no, like okay. July 9th, I think. Yeah, I thought it was in within the next uh, month or two. Um, and then they gave an update on RE Reverse, the multiplayer that comes out next month for resident evil uh they did a big healthy section on their esports and they've got a big competition coming up in the midwest is is this something you signed up for for this this uh street fighter competition i have i have not signed up for it i have contemplated maybe doing that i have kind of fallen off the street street fighter i haven't played nearly as much fighting games this year as i have in years past so um but I have thought about maybe jumping back into the fold on that, but so I'm not sure if I'll end up doing it. Our local comic book convention is, is coming back this August. And uh, they had some things saying they were going to have some gaming stuff. And my first thought that went through my head was watching you finish second at the, the Street Fighter competition that Man, we had out my here. my proudest gaming moment. And I was like, I hope Jeff does a new competition this year at the new, the new comic book convention. So... Well, that's a little if, disappointing. If they have it, if they have it there at, at Planet Comic Con, I'll definitely do it. Well, yeah, you'll have to get pull out your fight stick and get reacclimated to it. Does that work? Do you know if that works with the PlayStation Five or the Xbox? It does. Yeah, I have played um, Street Fighter Five, just not nearly as much as I have in years past. But yeah, it definitely works. So gotcha. they're all it, it the the way they have it set up is all of those peripherals will work with PS4 games, but any PS5 or PS5 versions of games won't work with those peripherals. So gotcha. for now Street Fighter V has not been updated. Was there was there anything from the Capcom thing that maybe I missed that you found interesting? No. Um, I uh, 
I feel like Capcom has just been on an absurd, absurdly good roll the last like five years. Right. Like they kind of watched the launch of Street Fighter Five in 2016, but with with the staggered that, releases and everything. Yeah, it just was no content. You know, it just it was basically only online play when it was on release, and the netcode is terrible and all this stuff, but. Ever since then, you know, I mean, 2017, they released Resident Evil 7. They revitalized that franchise. Then 2018 was Monster Hunter World. And then um, 2019 was um, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Devil May Cry 5. I mean, they've just been... Right. They released Monster Hunter Rise this year. They released Resident Evil 8. Uh, I mean, they've just been been really killing it. So I, I was really excited for, for, for what they could... Uh, what they would do, but yeah, nothing really jumped out at me. Like, I love Monster Hunter Rise, so more content for that is great. And I, I'm really pumped for Monster Hunter Stories too. But like, we already knew about that kind of stuff, so wasn't anything that. And even as much as I like Resident Evil now, the uh, this reverse <laughs> thing, yeah, has no, interest yeah, no interest, no draw for me at all. Um, Square Enix, they, um, they're. Their presentation was okay, in my opinion. Uh, the The highlights that I got were um, Marvel's Avengers will get a Black Panther DLC out October 26th. Guardians of the Galaxy was announced. Its own standalone game, not DLC, which is what I thought it was going to be when they were announcing it. Um, Life is Strange Remastered Collection uh, announced. Comes out September 30th. The first seven Final Fantasies get a f- pixel remaster, which I'm actually excited about. And then they debuted the the trailer for Stranger of Paradise, the Souls-like Final Fantasy game. I don't think any amount of DLC is going to revitalize or put more interest back into Marvel Avengers. And I was going to ask, have you played that? Have you have, did you get that? I did not buy it. Um, I've played I played the hell out of the demo because I got I got a part of the beta. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, I played when it was on PlayStation now for a little while, I played it then. Um, and I've watched a lot of gameplay, but it just, nothing has made me want to keep playing. Like some of the character controls are really fun playing as cap at the beginning. Really fun. Um, I really like playing as, as, um, Oh, the lead. Wow. Miss Marvel. Fun, but not all the characters have good controls and I just don't see any amount of DLC and their biggest headache is their end game. And I just don't see any DLC helping that. And I'm afraid that because of that, as fun as it looked, I think it's going to have an adverse effect on Guardians of the Galaxy once it's released. That's an interesting take. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm completely with you on not Cause like I was, you know, initial, very, very initial announcement of like, Hey, Marvel's Aven- Marvel Avengers video game. I was like, Oh, effing sweet. You know, you can play, you know, I can be the Hulk or I could be Thor. That sounds awesome. Right. And then of course they started giving more details and showing gameplay. And I was just like, Ooh, like I think I even might have had it pre-ordered at one point and then canceled it. I thought you. And I thought that was one you had told me you had pre-ordered and then canceled. Yeah, I think I might have even pre-ordered like the collector's edition or something because I was so pumped and then I canceled it and I was like, this is just, it just doesn't seem none, to hold my none, none, idea. Of, none of the video they showed or trailers or it, like first looks, none of it ever looked good in terms of yeah. 
controlling and visuals. So yeah, and then the whole game is like a game as a service thing. Like I'm fine with it, the right game, but a Marvel Avengers game is not what I want for for a live service game. No, and um, and then like having a loot based game. I, there are there are certain things you can do with um, you know like Iron Man getting him different versions of the the you know Mark forty three whatever the whatever armor or you know Hulk has had a couple different outfits or, or Thor's had a couple different styles but you know the idea of getting a ton of of gear that you can swap out and make like that's not something that's really appealing to me at least in terms of a uh, of of Marvel Avengers you know it's like I. You know, Hulk is Hulk, and Thor is Thor, and and Cap is Cap, and that's you know, you know, you don't want to stray too far from that. I don't really know because again, I haven't played, so I'm not exactly sure all the types of customization and stuff that they have. Right. But it just it's something that that felt weird to me. And so, do you think that because it's not gotten the best of reception, and because of everything else, do you think that might hinder people's willingness to jump in and get Guardians of the Galaxy, even if it does look I good? Th- I think so, and I also think they're going to battle a lot of confusion because I know um, they like look I they the visually same, look alike and I was in the same boat as you I saw that first and I was like oh they're putting Guardians of the Galaxy in Marvel's Avengers and I was like that's kind of cool I guess and then I just kind of ignored it and I was like wait a second as I kept watching the um, trailer I was like wait a second is this going to be its own standalone game and then I got excited because I like Guardians of the Galaxy and I really like the way they showed the combat it right. looks kind of like a Final Fantasy VII remake almost right. where you kind of stop the action and you choose what your other party members can do and you have abilities and stuff. So I'm actually, as of now, planning on picking, picking up Guardians of the Galaxy. So I, but I feel like I will be an outlier in that right. sense because I do think, I do kind of agree with what you're saying. And especially I think there's going to be a lot of people who won't even know it's its own game and will just think it's some sort of DLC package or something. So that'll be a, a fight for them. I think. Um, I'm excited. Life is strange is getting remastered. I think more people need to play that game. Have you played life is strange? I have not. It's, I highly but recommend good it. Things. Really good game. Um, Final fantasy. I'm actually kind of excited about the pixel remaster of one through seven. I'm I, it's weird because I think it's just a play on my nostalgia. Like I would love to just sit there and play this. And I think it'd so be I, a good I thing to miss this part. Cause I didn't hear about that. That's really cool. Yeah. So like the first seven, pixel remastered and it looks clean it looks even, beautiful even number even number seven or not or seven not seven a... i'm sorry one through six it's one through six. Oh, okay sorry okay um yeah. so yeah i just it looks like a good game i could get and have my kids also play and try and get into that kind of stuff so oh you get them you get them all it's like a collection you we'll see buy one and you get them all. it looked like it was a collection of all of them yeah because that's really cool Right. Because normally the way Square does it, <laughs> I would have assumed that they would just release them all separately. Right. Three years apart if from each all, other. Yeah, yeah, which I still would be interested in picking them all up, of course. But even beyond that, if it's just all if it's all together, that's even better. Uh, it says Pixel Remaster Series coming to Steam and Mobile. So, hmm. yeah, that's... I, I wonder how much of a remaster it's going to be. Because they kind of did it with the... Uh, Dragon Quest. So like all the Dragon Quest games are on mobile. Right. And they didn't do all of them, I don't think, but like the first one, at the very least, um, got a remaster for mobile. And it's pretty good. It looks like a you know, it looks like a modern day take on an old pixel game. Yeah. Or an old, you know, eight bit game or something. So 
we'll see what they do, I guess. Um, today, Nintendo had their uh, Nintendo Direct. Now, I don't know how you feel. I think you have a little bit more of a love affair with Nintendo than I do personally. I was Correct. fairly disappointed in the overall thing. My highlights that I picked from this was uh, Kazuya from Tekken is coming to Smash, which that was probably one of my bigger highlights because I'm just a huge Tekken guy. Um, mm-hmm. Metroid Dead announced releasing October 8th. It's a great 2D Metroid. I've been wanting a new Metroid, and was it Metro 5 that they've shelved for now? Um, or what, well, what was Metroid, the one? With- Metroid Dread is Metroid 5. Oh, it is. I guess the two D ones are are following us. Uh, the two D ones follow a certain storyline, and then Metroid Prime. Prime, that's the one I'm thinking of. Thinking of Metroid Prime Four, and they haven't necessarily tabled it, but they're just taking like, their I time. Think it was, yeah, because they announced it in like 2017 or 2018, right? And then nothing. Two ish years into the development, because um, there was just nobody heard anything, and then eventually they said, you know what? We just we are not happy with this, and so they completely scrapped it and started over. So I don't know gotcha. when if if we'll ever get that game gotcha. on Switch. Okay, um, Mario Party Superstars, uh, 100 online mini games throughout the years of Mario Party, uh, a new WarioWare game, uh, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be released as a cloud version, which I want to talk about that in a minute. Mario Golf to receive free updates after launch, which I think that makes both of us excited. Um, mm-hmm. Super Monkey Ball is coming back. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for that. Tony Hawk 1 and 2 will be uh, released June 25th. Zelda uh, Game & Watch, like they did with, was it a Mario Game & Watch they did last year or the year before? Yeah. Um, and then they, they released their Breath of the Wild 2 teaser. Um, I want to talk about Breath of the Wild first real quick. I, I mean, it was what it was. There's no release, release date and no much more information other than here's a little bit of something to get you excited. Yeah. Um, but what would what, you think of the Breath of the Wild 2 teaser? It looked cool. It, it um, somewhat bizarrely looked kind of um, almost like horror-esque in some of the elements that it was trying to, and some of the emotions it was trying to evoke. So right. I thought that was kind of interesting because that's very against type for um, Nintendo. Like they'll occasionally, especially with Zelda games, deal with some higher level themes and such, but right. you know, never outright like really dark and possibly horror type things. Like there was, you know, the, with the skeletons and like the, you know, like bones cracking and random movements and stuff looked almost like body horror type stuff. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, it makes me curious about what direction they're going to go with it. Um, I'm, I love that Tony Hawk is coming to switch because I love Tony Hawk one, two, my, it made my, my youngest loves Tony Hawk. He, I was playing the shit out of it and he was like, can I try this? And I said, sure. And I just stuck him in the warehouse to let him ride around. And he was like, and he just got fairly decent at it. I mean, for an eight year old, but he was like, I really like, right. I really like this game. He's like, can I try other levels? And I was like, dude, here, I just gave him the controller, put it on his own name. And cause he has his own name on all our systems. And I said, like, mm-hmm. play the game. So he just, I, I would come home from work and he was sitting there playing Tony Hawk and which like, I'm like, Oh, my memories of me playing Tony Hawk as a little kid. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, it makes me so happy. Um, but it, it it, Tony Hawk is a great game for a handheld system for me. So I'm like, just to chill out and vibe to the music and play some Tony Hawk. I think that's great that that's coming to switch. Um, yeah. I, nothing else really got me except the Metroid thing. Now, having said that, um, Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy cloud version. 
I think this leans a lot to what Nintendo needs to do to keep up with everybody else. If they're not going to give a Switch 2 or any kind of new console that can actually produce the same quality of play that a Series XS or PlayStation 5 can, if you're going to, and I've been saying for months and even the last year or two, put a Game Pass app on Switch and you'll increase your install base by tenfold. And I think I think Guardians of the Galaxy being available as a cloud version is a step towards that. What do you think about that? Yeah, and I think they've been kind of testing the waters with because that's they've had a couple other games like Control and Hitman Three um, have done the cloud thing as well. I have never tried any of them, so I'm not sure exactly how well it works. I've seen um, you know, a lot of people seem to say that you know it's it's seems to work fine. Uh, now I I tend to agree with you, and I think my not anytime soon, mind you, but maybe like on a ten year horizon, I think that. Microsoft might be moving towards that as their their overall plan. Like I don't think I don't think Microsoft wants to stay in the console space anymore in the sense that they don't want to produce their own consoles. Just as a company, Microsoft has never really been into the hardware business. Well, neither, um, no nobody makes money off their console sales. The PlayStation Four right, but it, did at the end of the thing, but that was rare. Yeah, but it's not even about making making money off it just about how they view the business. I think it, it would, you know, being software and cloud based allows them to be more agile and get more numbers, get more people into their ecosystem, which I think is the way they're headed. So, you know, I could see a world where PlayStation and Nintendo are the only consoles, but both of them have game pass, you know, and you could go in between, but of course, you know, you've got to pay, whatever the subscription is for game pass. And then, you know, PlayStation and Nintendo are like, okay, well you can have our system and you can pay for game pass and have that sub- subscription. But then if you want to play game pass games online, you also have to have our subscription, right? You know, so everybody wins type of thing. Yeah. And I could see that as, as a definite, the definite future. And I think, think that's where microsoft wants to be and I, I think that's part of the the reasoning behind the bethesda acquisition i want i wouldn't be surprised if they released one final console system after this one that's upgradable kind of like a mini legit gaming pc that's mm-hmm. like that maybe does release at 600 dollars, but it has a little more space in it and it'll allow for upgrades and then they would make all um, proprietary upgrades for the system and they would make some money on the back end that way. And I don't think they would, they could do that with the X and they, I know, you, I know they can't do that with the S, but I can see them releasing one more system to get to that point that'll allow mm-hmm. them to do that and then just do everything streaming and cloud-based. It just makes sense. I think for what they're doing and how they're making their money right now. Yeah. Was there um, anything else from Nintendo that, like I said, uh, you, you, in my opinion, have a bigger love affair with Nintendo than I? Is there anything that stood out yeah, for you? No, um, no, only the Metroid um, announcement. I'm pretty pumped about that, so definitely going to pick that game up. But other than that, yeah, there wasn't anything so that jumped out of me. Did you think they would announce a Switch 2 this year? No. no. Like, there's, you know, all those rumors around, and it's it's not outside the realm of possibility, but, like, 2020 was the best year Nintendo's had in decades. Oh yeah. So 
the idea that they purely because of animal crossing which i'll be honest that was probably my biggest surprise that there was no big updates or anything they wanted to promote for animal crossing i know nintendo has this weird thing where like you know they'll they have their set schedule of they release a game they have this is when we're dropping content for it and then it's just when it's done it's done like splatoon is a great example of that you know both splatoon one and splatoon two they they supported it for two years for both of them and then that's it. Well, it's see, they, they hinted at that there were didn't, earlier this year. They hinted a, a, a new Splatoon was coming out. Yeah, there's a Splatoon three that's coming out next year. So, and so that's kind of what they do. Instead of supporting it, they just put their efforts towards making a new one. Seems. But I would have assumed they would have at least said something or tried to talk about that a little oh, about, bit. Oh, about the new Splatoon? That's a good point. Yeah, I had forgotten that they had mentioned that, but that's a good. Point. I was I was watching Chad on the. Uh, I was streaming it. Well, not I didn't not the Nintendo one. But um, so, yeah, I guess I was watching the chat on the YouTube channel today while I was watching mm-hmm. it. And it was like, you could say, like, Splatoon, give me Splatoon. I was like, they should. I feel like they should, yeah. but they didn't. So um, Ubisoft, who in recent years has become one of, if not the biggest presentations I look forward to. And... Uh, their 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 presentation this year was a little underwhelming to me. Uh, the the highlights that I got from for me personally, R six extraction. Um, they the they announced that it will come out September sixteenth. It takes all the same players from um, Rainbow Six Siege and it puts them in this new thing. Um, Siege is getting cross play and cross progression. Um, Rocks Rock Smith is coming back. Rocksmith Plus. It's gonna be it's retooled and coming back as a subscription based thing. AC Valhalla will be the first time they have supported a Assassin's Creed game after its first year and into its second year, which is hinting at, and I'm not I'm just gonna guess they're not releasing a new Assassin's Creed this year, and we won't see anything new from them from any, either of their studios for Assassin's Creed till next year. Um, they gave us some more in-depth stuff on Far Cry 6, including a season pass that has the bad, all the bad guys from the previous three games coming back uh, in some form of DLC. I think their big shocker announcement that they went for was uh, they're making a new ava- they're making an Avatar game called Frontiers of, of Pandora. They had a big trailer presentation for that. Um, with that being their big one, how what did you think of the uh, Avatar announcement? Um interesting i suppose I, I couldn't really tell and maybe you heard a little bit more follow-up info like exactly what type of game it was i, f- I, I found out that it was going to be first person but it looked like it almost might be a multiplayer only type game where it was the main or at least where the main focus is multiplayer where you would play as the navi or whatever and fight against the humans and um but i, I really couldn't tell so i'm slightly intrigued i like avatar i think it, it is ripe for a good game in that universe, my, but I'm not, I'm not sure. My biggest concern is a, a buddy of mine, uh, an acquaintance of mine at work was like, do you see the avatar thing? That was awesome. And all this other stuff going on. And I was like, Hey dude, I have one question for you. And he goes, what? I was like, name one movie based video game. That was good. And he kind of looked at me and went, uh, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. You bombarded me with that. I'll get question. back to you before the day is over. I'm like, all right, but you better get back to me before the day is over. He never got back to me. And then this morning I said, hey, man, you've had a whole 24 hours. Did you think of a good video game movie adaptation? 
or you know whatever he goes no (laughs) he goes that doesn't mean there isn't one i'm like maybe maybe you're right but i don't know yeah um i just i it has potential in my opinion the world that is avatar it has a lot of potential the the it's kind of like obviously square enix has the avengers license there's a shit ton of potential how are you going to Mm -hmm. use it and if they're going to turn avatar into a live service game all avengers it's not going to go that well that's just my personal opinion um agreed what uh r6 extraction i'm getting to the point where i don't think this should be a standalone game and i think it needs to be add-on content for um rainbow six siege you're using the same characters, and it just seems like a glorified, overprocessed game mode. So it should be no more than $15, 20 max, especially if you're going to keep updating it. I, I don't know. How much experience do you have with Siege? And uh, Minimal. Minimal. Just a couple and hours. So what do you I think you, of I the... played a lot more. What do you think of the premise of what they're trying to push with Extraction? Um, honestly, I haven't dug too deep into it. And I, I agree. I, honestly, I didn't even realize it was its own standalone thing. I thought it was going to be um, an expansion as well. So um, I agree that it should be an expansion. It seemed like that's what it should be. Um, so I definitely agree on that standpoint. I mean, if you're going to take the same, you know, if you're going to take the same characters, same abilities, all that kind of stuff, and just plop them in a different environment, then yeah, there's there's no reason to uh, to just make that a different game. Just just let everyone do what they do in their current game and act. Oh, you there? Oh, I lost Jeff. There is poor network connection. Let's see if we can get Jeff back on the line. You there? Nope. Hello. Hello. Yes. We we lost each other for a minute. We did. How much did you did um, I get cut off? You cut off. It just said poor network connection. Um, I think you were just finishing but up the same get, thought you had over it being not a full game. Yeah, essentially, I agree with. Yeah, I essentially yep. agree with you saying if you're not going to add anything new, really beyond just like a new map or a new mode or something, then yeah, no need to make it a new game. Um. An avid, you are an avid Far Cry player, are you not? Correct. Um, how do you first? How do you? What's your opinions on Far Cry Six, and what do you think about bringing all the bad guys back for DLC? So Far Cry Six, just on name alone, you know, when it was first announced, and it was supposed to come out February of this year, you know, I had pre-ordered it last year sometime, and then decided, you know what, I'm I'm gonna. Because I loved Far Cry Four, Far Cry Five, I was I was very lukewarm on, and then but it had so fishing, like, well, Jeff. It did have fishing. That was the best part, though. <laughs> I love Far Cry Five uh, fishing. Sorry, go ahead. No, it, that's probably some of the best video game fishing that has, I've seen. But anyway, um, so with Far Cry Six, I just on name alone, I initially pre-ordered, and then I thought better of it because I wasn't super into Far Cry Five. But then with all the stuff they've been releasing recently and the um, everything they showed, I'm back on the train. I've pre-ordered it again. And they have, at GameStop, they have a special collector's edition. 
that includes a steel book. Oh, you has, love your steel books. You can get, you can get a little chicken <laughs> character in the game. Dude, I don't know if, if, if it's like a cockfighting thing. The, or the trailer, the game, well, they in the trailer, the gameplay trailer they showed. I don't know if it was during the Ubisoft or during the Microsoft thing. When that when that chicken started attacking or that rooster started attacking that guy, I was like. Roosters and crocodiles, those are your weapons of choice in the new Far Cry. I love it. Yes. And so, but they have a, it's a steel book and they've got the, the, the chicken on the front and he's got a little spiked collar and then they've got the crocodile on the back. Nice. So I had to do it. So I pre-ordered that. Um, did you, did you, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember. Was, did you play Valhalla? No, no. Odyssey was the last. That's great. I played. Well, wasn't was Odyssey? I was, I was gonna get Valhalla, but there was just too much at the time, and I couldn't. I knew I couldn't devote the amount of time. And to didn't that, so and I, did I, you, is it? Am I correct in remembering that Odyssey was your first Assassin's Creed game? Correct. So first and only, I guess. I guess first and only. Um, so, do you think it's good for them to take a year off to just support the one they currently have out while they keep working on another one? Take a year off and yeah. like just put some more love into a new one. Yeah, I do. I think that it's good for both Assassin's Creed and Far Cry. Like, I think this would be a good format for them, you know, kind of alternate years. So you got Assassin's Creed one year, you got Far Cry the next, and then you can kind of um, go from there. I think that's, that would be good for them. Cause when, when Ubisoft in like the early 2010s, like I've kind of agree with you, what you were saying that it's one of the more, one of the shows you've been looking most forward to, every year for when they unveil a lot of their stuff. And the last two or three years, I think Ubisoft has really stepped up their game and done much better. But when they got into trouble in the 2010s in the early to mid 2010s, it was, it was cause they would, you know, they're trying to pump out this content every year and provide the same level of DLC and microtransactions and all that stuff for every game every year. And it just kind of like, what was the final mess was like Assassin's Creed unity I think, which was just a mess right. on release. And everyone was like, what the hell are they doing? And I think after that, they kind of retooled their approach. And so they've come back a lot. So I, I definitely think non-yearly releases for those, or two of, as two of their bigger tentpole franchises, I think that would serve them well to do that way. See, in Watch Dogs, I had initially been super stoked for the new Watch Dogs. And I, I played Legion for all of two hours. Thankfully, I didn't pay for it. Um, my nephew had it and I downloaded it off of his account onto my name, try it. And I was like, I, I see. And I've kind of felt bad because I pimped watchdogs Two to him hardcore because I, yeah, loved, you really liked it. Me, me and Steve both talked about this. We, mm -hmm. we loved watchdogs too. And, um, it was like, I platinum, I think you guys made fun of me cause I platinum that game in like a week. Like I put yeah, I some <laughs> serious time into it. I think Watch Dogs Two and Ghost of Tsushima are the two games that I've probably dropped all the gaming I was doing to play those relentlessly until I finished it. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. I remember that. I was like halfway through, and you're like, "Oh, I just got the platinum." <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Brent, uh, Brent was making fun of me because of the same thing. He was like, "How do you?" already have a platinum on this game i'm like he goes i'm still in the first part of the map i'm like dude i don't know what it is i love that game so goddamn much that i just agree i was like i can't stop playing it to where i was like anytime i got home i was pretty much all i was doing was just playing ghost of tsushima um 
But uh, okay, well, I think we were in a great. But anyways, what I was trying to finish that up with was Watch Dogs uh, Legion came out, and I just I couldn't I couldn't get into it, and Dave hated it, and I was like, I'm sorry, man, I didn't know it was going to be this garbage because it's okay. I wanted to try it anyways. He says I probably would have bought it without you telling me how much you liked the second one anyway. So I was like, oh, well, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's it for Ubisoft. The, let's get on the big the big one for the weekend: Microsoft Bethesda and their shared. Now I guess it's just gonna be a shared thing all the time. Uh, I kind of yeah. hope they. I hope I kind of hope in the future they separate it. I don't. I don't know. Bethesda has so much. Zenimax and Bethesda has so much of their own content by themselves that I kind of yeah, think Bethesda's they. Yeah, a very separate brand. Right. I kind of think they need to let them stand on their own. So, like, I think you next year give us a Microsoft panel, give us a Bethesda. If they're back to back, they're back to back. But I don't. I think Bethesda deserves more respect, and their studios deserve more respect than having them mixed in with casual Xbox announcements and Microsoft announcements. Um, yeah, because I mean, like Blizzard does their own stuff, but they're you know under Activision. Right. I guess they're technically you know on the same you know Activision Blizzard, but yeah. I mean, if if you're gonna keep the Bethesda label, which they are, then. Yeah, you, you definitely give them their own thing. And that doesn't mean all things. Because, like, even if they were separate, do it, let's say they're separate and Microsoft goes first and Bethesda goes second or whatever, you still open Microsoft with the Starfield trailer because it makes sense. Right. I mean, it's your it's your property. It's your deal. Um, but at the same time, I just, I in the future, I kind of hope they maybe let them have their own separate love of, you know, everybody knows you're part of the company now. Let it stand on its own, though, and do its thing. Um, so let, let me get into my highlights. We have a lot to cover here with with uh, Microsoft Bethesda. Um, they opened with the Star, the Starfield CG trailer, the first time showing anything. I don't remember if that trailer did that trailer say in engine at the bottom. I think it did. I do not recall. Um, game comes out next year. I realize on my note I put twenty twenty release. That's not happening. That was last year. Uh, <laughs> the big the big news. Um, well, I'll get back to that. So they, they announced it. Everybody finally knows uh, it's coming out uh, next year. Uh, Halo Infinite is getting free multiplayer, whether you have a live subscription or not. Uh, I think they're kind of treating Halo Infinite online, I guess I should say, their multiplayer is going to be free. I think they're kind of treating it kind of like Warzone or something else where some of these bigger games are able to release a generalized open multiplayer experience and they're just letting everybody play it. Um, Redfall, which is a new, um, also exclusive from Arcane, some weird supernatural vampire hunter, first person shooter adventure thing. I don't know what it is. Looks badass. Um, Horizon here, uh, Forza Horizon 5 releases this November. Psychonauts releases this summer. They showed an absolutely hilarious trailer for Outer Worlds 2. And uh, Flight Simulator finally has a release date on the 27th. Now, this is not everything Microsoft covered. We'll get into that in a second. Of just these notes, um, the, the, I think the big thing, Starfield is officially an Xbox-only exclusive, which is what I think it was always going to, it was going to be. I, don't, I still have my reservations as to what I think they're going to end up doing with uh, Elder Scrolls in the future. But what did you think of the Starfield trailer? Um, I think it looks interesting. It definitely looks pretty unique to what Bethesda has done. I, I should say it looks, I guess the setting is, is unique. Um, Skyrim in space? Because, you know, yeah, exactly. 
because the as far as gameplay, which we didn't see any of, but from what I've from the interviews with Todd Howard and everything, it seems like it'll be exactly Skyrim in space. But and um, something I mean, it's all been they've they've done the the fantasy stuff and they've done like the post apocalyptic stuff, but having this setting. Uh, is pretty unique for them. So, so I'm definitely intrigued by it. Something he said that I found interesting was it is still open world. It is not open universe. So it's like, I think he was kind of reeling in people's expectations of you're not going to be traversing to all these different planets. It's not no man's sky mixed with Skyrim. Right. Which having said that, I'd give you my money, but like I'm just, uh, so I think, I think he said that to Tim, like, look, there'll be some travel things, and you'll probably can go from, you might be able to go to a different planet, but you're going to, have you played Outer Worlds? Yes. I think it's going to be more like Not that. Not a ton of it, but I have played it. I think, I think it's going to be more like that where you're going to specific areas of a planet and there, and, and you might get some different planetary exploration, but it, he's basically like, look, you're not going to be planet hopping all the time. It's still just an open world game. Um, but I, uh, you know, I mean, like you said, they didn't really show any gameplay, but I'm, it is, it was what I was expecting. I was kind of hoping for some gameplay. I was also kind of hoping it was a little further along than like to where they could give us some gameplay. Um, but I think it's just, it's 11, was it? It's 11, 11, 22 is the release date, um, which I thought they revealed it in a great way. It was a countdown thing in the trailer and it came down to that. Like you were thinking it was just the ship blasting off, but it turned into... Like as soon as I saw it, I went, "Oh, that's the release date." So, mm-hmm. I hope I hope they can stick it, and I hope it actually releases next November, and I hope it doesn't get pushed. Yeah. Uh, with recent games, so I'm all fingers and toes are crossed and expecting the worst. Um, yeah. Halo. Uh, I wasn't. We've talked about this in our chat. I'm not. I like Halo. It's a fun game. It revolutionized the idea of playing multiplayer games with people and blew the first-person shooter or style thing out of the water when it debuted. It's not that anymore for me, and it hasn't felt like something new and interesting since 3 to me. So I'm hoping... I was hoping for... I was hoping for me to watch something and go dude, this is going to be way better than anything I could have ever imagined. Instead, it just looks like more Halo, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially for diehard Halo fans. But the biggest thing that came out of the Halo thing was still still no announcement of when, like no actual date, just holiday, which mm-hmm. also still worries me. We are now halfway through the year, and you're not giving me a release date. Like... Holiday. Yeah, somehow they have an exact release date for Starfield in Ex- eighteen months, but they can't give in four months a release for Halo. Right, and that's and that's my worry. I'm like, dude, it's like the anniversary of Xbox, the anniversary of Halo, and you still can't give me a release date. And like, you, there, you should have announced some kind of beta. Sam was really hoping they were going to announce a multiplayer beta, which would have been amazing, and I think blown everybody's mind. But really, we just got the same old, same old, and no release date. Were you as underwhelmed as I was, or were you, are you still excited for Halo Infinite? I mean, I'm still excited, but I, I was also, sounds like, equally as underwhelmed. Because, yeah, it, um, I completely agree with your assessment of, you know, 
Halo one, two, three completely just revolutionized everything about first person shooters. But yeah, it's, it just kind of got stuck in time essentially and hasn't evolved at all in the last 10 years. And so other games have passed it by and now Halo was like the undisputed king of, you know, first person shooters and, um, competitive multiplayer for much of the early two thousands. But then the last decade, where does that leave it since they've been, you know, it, it just, it doesn't have that, the pull that it once did. It's got the diehards for sure. But so, uh, you know, it, it really seemed like they were swinging for the fences with this, with Halo Infinite. And that's part of why they delayed it and everything, but it still just doesn't seem like, I mean, I'm going to play it. I'm excited because Halo five was my first Halo. So I'm not a huge Halo diehard, right. but I loved Halo five multiplayer. I put a ton of time into that. So um, I'm pretty excited for Halo Infinite. It's just that, I don't know that it's going to have that that pull that the you know first few did. So I, and it really seemed it just seems like it's going to be a failure, not necessarily from any objective point, but just as much as they were. I think they were hoping to kind of you know reclaim the clown, reclaim their crown, if you will, uh, from a prominence perspective of first person shooters. And I just, I think it's going to fail in right. that regard. Here, here's, so. here's what I want from a halo game. I want you to make me want to buy halo. Um, no game pass game pass isn't a thing. Show me something that makes mm-hmm. me want to purchase halo right now. I'm excited because I'm not going to have to pay for this game because it's coming to game pass. Yeah. And okay, that's cool. First day, whatever. I'm excited. I'll get to play it. I'll get to actually see if I like it or not, which I think is a perk of Game Pass in of itself. But I'm like, eh, you know, it looks good. It's coming to Game Pass. Obviously, I'll play it. All my friends play it. All my friends love it. It's no big deal. But it wasn't something that had Game Pass not been a thing. I'd have been like, oh, dude, I can't wait to put my money down on this. It's just I need something more. And without them having a release date, they still apparently have time to show me something more. So I guess we'll see. Uh, what did you think of the Redfall thing from the supernatural vampire thing? I thought it looked really interesting. I, uh, I'm definitely intrigued. It was something that um, I had no idea about, obviously. And then it's definitely on my radar now. Do so you, I'll be, I will be following it. Do you, did you like Dishonored or have you played Dishonored? Uh, I have not. Okay. Well, I love Dishonored and that's our, one of the games Arcane has made. And so, they have mechanics for doing super awesome things, uh, especially in a supernatural mm-hmm. platform. So I'm looking like I'm, I don't know what this is going to end up being or exactly, but because it's arcane and I know what they've done, I'm excited for it. What did you think of the outer worlds Two trailer that I find absolutely hilarious? Um, to be honest, I haven't seen it. I just, oh. I, cause I didn't catch the whole presentation. I, I saw that it was announced, but I didn't see the actual So basically, basically it mocks all trailers. So here's an open scenery because we aren't finished with the game yet. Here's the silhouette of our, our vague silhouette of our, our hero because we don't know what he looks like yet. And here's a fantasy something because we know it's appealing and some title sequence. And here's the name that doesn't have a subtitle because we haven't finalized that yet. But basically it was like, look, we're making this and here's a whole bunch of stuff just that it's pretty, so we're going to show it to you. And it basically just mocks all announcement trailers, and I thought it was hilarious. So look that yeah, up. Look that up when you get a minute. Um, I want to go over 
Microsoft posted on their Facebook or on their Twitter account all the games that they talked about. There's 31 games here, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to run down the list of them. Um, okay. Age of Empires 4, Among Us, Atomic Heart, Back for Blood, uh, Battlefield 2042, which I still want to talk about that here in a minute, Contraband, Diablo 2 Resurrected, uh, Uden Chronicle, um, Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout 76, Far Cry 6, for Horizon... Forza Horizon 5, uh, an update to Grounded, Hades, Halo Infinite, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Party Animals, A Plague Tale, uh, Psychonauts 2, Redfall, Replaced, Sea of Thieves update, uh, Shredders, Slime Rancher 2, Somerville, Stalker 2, Starfield, The Ascent, Outer Worlds 2, Yakuza Like a Dragon, 12 minutes. 31 games. The astonishing part of this is more than 25 of them are going to be on Game Pass Day 1. By itself, that is ridiculous. Yeah. And I think it speaks to how great of a deal Game Pass is for gamers as a whole. And it's why... the best deal in gaming. It, it is. It's, it's, the, it's our running... Sam and I's running joke. It's the best deal in gaming. Game Pass, please sponsor us. Every episode we will be presented by... We don't care what we're... We talk about Nintendo. We talk about PlayStation. But we'll be presented <laughs> by Game Pass. Please, just do it. Um, so, of those... It's something that I thought was hilarious because I noticed a lot. While there were obviously some that say Xbox exclusive, Age of Empires is an Xbox exclusive for Forza, Flight Simulator, Halo Infinite, uh, Starfield. These are all Xbox. A lot of them said um, launch exclusive. And within an hour or so of this, somebody associated to PlayStation was made a post that basically said, these are all the games coming to um, PlayStation that are, were in the Microsoft thing. So Stalker, Stalker 2 is coming. Um, it'll have a three-month delay. Back for Blood is coming, day one. Yakuza 7 is already on PlayStation. 12 Minutes is coming to PlayStation within three to six months. Psychonauts 2 coming to PlayStation, day one. Fallout 76 is already on PlayStation. They get all the updates that they get. Um, they also announced, they talked about an update to Doom Eternal, uh, which is also Xbox and PlayStation already on, getting the same updates. Uh, Party Animals, coming to PlayStation within three to six months. Hades, coming to PlayStation day one. Somerville, coming to PlayStation three to six months. A Plague Tale, coming day one. Slime Rancher 2, coming within three to six months. Shredder, coming within three to six months. Atomic Heart, day one. Replaced and Descent, both coming from three to six months. That's more than half of the games that Microsoft showed. And that is why it, it equally hurts PlayStation that they're not there to kind of control that narrative because it kind of looks like all of these are only coming on Xbox when they're not. But at the same time, I guess they didn't have to spend the money to present all these games. All they need to do is say, oh, yeah, these games are also coming out for us. What, um, what, what's your take on the fact that more than half of these games are multi-platform games? Yeah, and it's... Part of it is is surprising because I never know like how all these deals are made. I don't know if anybody knows fully, you know, who's not in the industry. But it take twelve minutes, for example. You know, that's a game I've known about that for about the last year or so, and I've been, you know, I've been pretty excited for it. I've been very excited for that game since they first announced it. The voice cast for that is incredible. But the, um, you know, I knew it was going to be an Xbox. Xbox exclusive game and it's going to be on Game Pass and I thought it was just 
completely Xbox exclusive. Right. So whatever their deal was and whatever, however they presented their marketing, you know, that kind of worked because I never even thought about being that for PlayStation. And um, so that's kind of interesting. And then the other thing is it it is kind of a double-edged sword where it's like, okay, you know, Game Pass isn't, besides the, the, the games that everybody knew was Microsoft exclusive anyway, the Game Pass isn't as much of an advantage because all those games are also coming to PlayStation, but at the same time, it is still a huge advantage because it's your $15 a month versus, um, you know, how, you know, how much would 15 of those games cost, you know, between 30, you know, depending on the game between 20 and $70. So, you know, that's a few hundred dollars you're paying versus a max of $180 over the course of a year. So, but that's, but that's also the huge advantage, advantage Microsoft gets because, and see, in my opinion, Microsoft had the best showing of, of all these companies. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, the problem is more than half of their games are not Microsoft exclusive and will be released on other stuff, including PlayStation, a couple of them on Nintendo. But like at the same time, you're like, but you don't know that you don't think that. And in hindsight, while I still think Microsoft had a solid presentation, it benefited from the fact PlayStation wasn't there to, to call them out immediately with their own presentation of, at least half of the games that are multi-platform that are on here showing their own end of it at the same time. So it's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's still an impressive showing, but it's not quite as impressive when you realize that more than half of the games are also going to release on PlayStation. Yeah. Cause I mean, and you've talked about, you, you mentioned it with halo, right? Where, okay, I want something that wants me to makes me want to buy halo. Right. Well, there's a ton of right now I have just a bunch of games on my Xbox that I'm just like, I see it on game pass. I'm like, Oh, that seems cool. I'll download it. Right. Right. Whereas I never would have been like, okay, I'm going to spend 60, $70 on this game. Um, and so sometimes I'll end up playing a game that, that I pretty, you know, that I enjoy other times I'm playing a game like, Oh, you know, that's kind of fun, but I don't think I see the need to finish this, especially since I didn't pay any money for it. So right. I'll just delete it and move on. Um, so, you know, if you're Xbox and you're trying to, or Microsoft, Xbox, trying to convince, okay, the PlayStation 5 diehard, hey, come on over because Game Pass is so great, then, you know. Which it is, and we're not disputing that. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, Game Pass is great. But, you know, it, as far as the decision process goes, if somebody is has their PlayStation 5 and they're perfectly happy and you want to try and get them to come over to Xbox, they're like, well, I get all these games with Game Pass and everything. It's like, well you know, how many of those games am I actually going to play and really enjoy? If there, if there's somebody who's honest with themselves about, about, you know, their, their gaming and they say, okay, probably one or two, you know, three or four, maybe for, for, for a pretty avid gamer out of, out of, um, out of, you know, however many. Right. And then it's like, well, but if, if those games are all coming to PlayStation, I'll just pay the money and get them on PlayStation. Right. You know, and instead of coming to, because the only, it's only those, those true exclusives, your halos, your, you know, red falls, et cetera, that are, that are going to be the ones that grab them. So is, is that enough to, to really kind of turn the tide, if you will? I, I don't know. Right. But it, you know, for me, I'm loving it because <laughs> I got both. So it doesn't matter to me. And, uh, you know, it, it's great, like you said, cause 
in all these games, I'll just I'll just download them, and then if I don't like it, I don't have to feel bad. I'll just delete it, and that's it. You know, as long as I got the space on the system, that's the only concern. Right. <laughs> so other than that, not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, with space is obviously a very large concern. Um, so one of the images they released after the fact on Twitter was their six Xbox game releases in six months on Game Pass. Um, June, July 27th, Flight Simulator, August 26th, Psychonauts 2, October 12th, Back for Blood, October 28th, Age of Empires 4, uh, November 2nd, For Forza Horizon, and Holiday, Halo Infinite. And I'm like, well, two of these games, yeah, they're going to be on Game Pass, but two of them aren't exclusive to you, even though, I mean, you own the property of Psychonauts 2, but there's already a deal. It's going to be on PlayStation 4. You've already done that. Um, and I think I, I don't feel like Age of Empires really is geared at console gamers. I think it's more of a PC game that can kind of woo and, some console game or two consoles. Yeah, I mean, even if it was geared towards console, like that's your that's your niche fan base. You know, like you've you've right. got your people that love that game, but you're not pulling in a ton of new game players. And every that, time you release a new Age of Empires. Right, but you know the way they phrase it, six Xbox game releases, like these six aren't all just, right. you know. But having said that, you have Game Pass. I'm looking forward. So I've played Microsoft Flight Simulator because I have it on Game Pass on uh, my PC. I love it. I can't wait to try it on the Series X. Dude, I'm, I'm so pumped. Okay, so I have never had... Uh, PC because I've never been a big PC gamer, so I've never had a PC powerful enough to run any Microsoft Flight Simulator. So when I heard that was coming to console, I was super. I'm I'm ready for that. I'm really excited for Flight Simulator. We we had a fun moment because after I installed it, I played it a little bit, not really done much. But <clears> Sam <throat> wanted to see it. This was like within a month after it came out, and I was like, I said, look, I took off from the Kansas City airport and flew out to the the town we live in out here in Lee Summit has its own small airport. I took off from the Lee Summit Airport, flew around downtown Lee Summit. And while everything's generic, the streets are all still the streets. All the buildings are generic, and they've stuck, like, generic schools where it has marked that there are schools, but it's Mm -hmm. still the street, and there's a school there, which is correct. So I took off, flew around my city, and we could point where our houses should be, and then I flew to Kansas City, flew over the stadiums and then landed. And then I flew back and then there's a stretch of highway going south towards um, some of our southern cities from Lee Summit. There's a long stretch of a highway that's kind of out where cornfields are. Sam was like, can you land it on the highway? (laughs) I was like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to try. I failed while he was here, but when he left, I probably tried for like another 30, 40 minutes before I finally nailed landing a uh like it was just like a Cessna or something just right there on the highway I was so proud of myself but it was but it's a very beautiful game I can see that it's a game where people people talked to being uh like Microsoft's version of Animal Crossing you get on you play and you chill out and you look around well, and you test the you know the controls and I mean like simulation games like true simulation games are if you can nail it just right, like it's, it can be just a really awesome experience. I mean, you know, I love the bus simulator <laughs> game and I'm bus simulator 21 is coming out this year. I'm super pumped about it. And he is um, not joking. I love bus simulator and, uh, um, snow runner. I mean, that, that game, that game just came to game pass. 
but I bought that on PlayStation when it released initially. And that's not an and old game. So the fact that that game also no, is coming it's only a year to game, old. It came out last year. Yeah, the fact that that's coming to Game Pass again, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so um but like those guilds are same similar experiences, you know, like there's no ticking clock, there's no enemies everywhere, there's no nothing, you know, that's that's causing you to be and you know, intense or anything like like a lot of games, you just you just go in and you do your thing and you chill and you drive your bus routes or you pick up your wood and your truck and you drive it from one place to another and like it seems silly and all that, but it's just I love it when you really nail it just right. And um, from everything I've seen and heard, Flight Simulator nails that. So I'm pretty excited about it. So I do want to go ahead and touch on because it was a it, it was a large part of the Microsoft conference and probably one of my favorite things. I know you said you're not a big fan, but did you get to actually watch the Microsoft um, gameplay trailer for Battlefield 2042? No. Oh, wanted to talk to you about it. Okay, you need to watch that. And then I want you to privately okay. message me and let me know what you think of it. I, okay. I'm not, a, I've never been a big battlefield person. I've preferred call of duty to battlefield. Um, I don't know why it's just, I played both. Um, I mm-hmm. now having said that, and Brent talks about this a lot in our group chat, he would love for, um, them to bring back bad company. Did you ever play bad company with all the uh, destructible environments? I've oh. played battlefield one cause Steve let me borrow it, but that's, Okay. Well, I don't know if you'd be able to, I don't know what you could play. You made me play it on Xbox series X for backwards compatibility. But if you can look, if you, if if you look up uh, bad company, at least look up some gameplay, it had some great, great gaming moments. But, um, the, I haven't, I haven't been so pumped to play a game since I, in a while, but I watched this trailer for battlefield 2040. I was like, Oh, I might, I might pre-order this game. I'm not going to pre-order it because I've gotten out of the habit of pre-ordering games. Um, I pre-ordered Ratchet the day before it came out, if that tells you anything. <laughs> I'm like, I've kind of gotten out of the habit of pre-paying for things. Um, so, yeah. but I, I was stoked once I saw the actual gameplay footage and trailer. Yeah, I, I only pre-order games if I... Uh... If I want some sort of a collector's edition right. or something. Now, I'm I mean, that that might sell out. there are games... I'll pre-order God of War after I've seen some gameplay footage. I'll pre-order a follow-up to Ghost of Tsushima. Um, you know, you you get some. You tell me there's a new Ori yeah, there, or new Ori certain- coming out. I will pre-order a new or- Ori game. Like I don't even care. I don't care. If it's coming to Game Pass. I will give Moon Studios money for a new Ori game. I don't oh, care. I <laughs> I, uh, I had an Xbox. I had Game Pass. And when Gears Five came out, I bought the collector's edition. Just for the collectors. I've literally never put the disc in there because it just came (laughs) on Game Pass anyway. So um, you got that steel book, didn't you? Oh, I got it. It's (laughs) one of my favorite steel books. I don't know if you've seen the Gears Five steel book, but it's it's really cool. I because Gears is like my favorite franchise. One, if maybe my favorite. If not, you know, it's definitely top three. But um, but yeah, there are certain exactly there are certain ones that you know if. If, if, they're, if they're coming out with a new Gears game, I'm, I'm going to pre-order that. If they're coming out with a new Monster Hunter game, I'm pre-ordering that, you know, et cetera. So. Gotcha. Well, Jeff, it's been great talking to you. I appreciate having Absolutely. you on. It's been, uh, I love, I'm stoked for a whole bunch. There's a lot of shit that we didn't talk about because they weren't there and I'm really agitated about, and I'll probably talk about that as a whole venting episode on our next, my next episode with Sam, but Warner brothers games weren't there. Any updates on that shit? I'm just, that that's probably my biggest one, but I, I, I need. Yeah, I've, 
I need Injustice 3 information. I need Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights information. I need all sorts of stuff. And I, I have been waiting patiently for, slash impatiently, for news on the Lego Skywalker saga. Yeah, like, I thought for sure that we would get some information on that. It was supposed to release Christmas last year. It was supposed to, yeah, it was supposed to release last year, and then they moved it to spring or summer this year, and then now they've moved it. I don't even know if they've even I given don't, a time. I don't think they've dated it yet, so. Yeah. But I've had that pre-ordered because they have this awesome Han Solo Lego, Lego Han Solo in Carbonite Steelbook. Right, I saw that that game at Best Buy. So I was like, "There's simply no way that I cannot not have that." So <laughs> I had to pre-order that. But I mean, I've had that pre-ordered for over a year now. So yeah. Who knows if it'll happen? Anyway, All right, sir. Yes, as you said, that's for another podcast. But yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. Anytime. Yeah, no problem. And. uh before I play the intro music, I or the outro music, I do have a message from Sam because I made him send it to me in audio because it's how we end every show and I just can't say it. So here you go. Oh, it's not playing because it hates me. And that's how my life is right now. <laughs> oh, you know what? It might not be playing because we're... Because I have the volume down on my phone. See, let's just tell this. Oh, on. Well, guess what? Sam said, enjoy your games, people. I just, it's not working. I'll, maybe I'll get it to play and record it and play it over us. It was good talking to you, Jeff. I can't wait to talk to you again about yeah, video games. Always a pleasure. And uh, we'll get in, uh, we'll probably play some football or something soon, I have a feeling. So take care, sir. Sounds good. All right, you too, man. Yeah. Later. Enjoy your games.